What's up, everyone? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, your Gen Z self-development destination, talking post-grad lifestyle every Tuesday. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. I'm on the mic solo today because Kylie is in the process of moving this week, so we just didn't want to put the pressure on her to have to find a time to record. Obviously, moving is a super stressful time, and she is doing it herself, which I admire. So I wanted to give her the space to kind of sort all of that out. So if you guys are kind of confused, she is moving back to Boston. So that's really exciting. Um, We're actually going to live about a 25-minute walk from each other, which basically means like a 20-minute walk because we both walk pretty fast. So I'm excited to see each other more often. And that's actually the closest we've ever been in our lives. Even when we're at home, we're like a 25-minute drive from each other. So really excited. And it definitely means that we're going to be able to record in person more often, which I think will just be a really fun dynamic um, and maybe you know increase the quality of the reels and the recordings and everything. So I just think it's going to be great. So sending her good vibes as she's going through all of that. Um, they got the keys yesterday. So I've seen the outside of the place. I haven't yet seen the inside. So I'm excited to do that this weekend. Hopefully I can make it over there, help unpack and kind of check the place out because you guys know I love interior design and apartments and just all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, really happy for her, really excited about it in general. And um, I'm actually recording mid-work day. So it is a Thursday today. Is it a Thursday? Yeah. Wow. This has been a short week because it was Memorial Day on Monday. So I'm like, wow, I don't deserve it to be Thursday yet. But yeah, so I'm recording mid-work day. I decided to take my lunch hour and do this because obviously I wasn't coordinating recording with Kylie. So I just thought, let's do it. I have a lot of energy. We're going to sit down. We're going to chat. And you might be wondering, what is this episode about? It's funny because I have been trying to think of ways to summarize what I'm trying to say in like the most eloquent way. But basically, you know, we all have to spend money on things, right? That's life. We all want to spend money on things. That's great. We all have things that we love to collect, to spend money on, to enjoy. And I just kind of wanted to talk about ways to simplify other areas of your life so that you have the space to enjoy those things that you love. So really how to simplify, minimize, and make space financially and from like a sustainability perspective and just mentally to enjoy the things you really enjoy because that's what life is really all about. And nobody wants to stress about money or stress about clutter. So I'm just going to be talking through kind of my mindset when it comes to this topic. I'm also going to give you guys some questions to ask yourself, you know, before you make a purchase. And then also I'm going to be talking about Um, things that I no longer buy or things that I'm kind of working on no longer buying just to give you some ideas of where you might be able to minimize as well. So I'm excited about this episode. I know you guys like kind of the financial life advice type of episodes. And before we jump into the week in review, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone because, you know, when you have an online kind of platform that you're doing, there's always going to be ebbs and flows as far as views or listens or um, just kind of the traction that you're getting. And obviously this has been true for us. We've really had, you know, episode topics ebb and flow over the time, especially when, you know, Kylie left law school and we kind of had a really big shift in our messaging and like what our show was about in general. But recently I have noticed there's been really consistent episode performance and that really is thanks to you guys. So I just wanted to say Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back. Um, Thanks to the repeat listeners. And if this is your first episode, hello. Normally I have a co-host, but stick around. So yeah, with that, let's move into my week in review. 
So the first thing that I wanted to mention is that I actually made a little vlog. So you guys, if you've been around for a while, you might know I bought a camera back in 2020 and I've just kind of dabbled with it, just kind of had it for fun. And I really enjoy having it. Um, I do you know, take photos, especially when I travel and that kind of thing. And so it's been really fun, but I haven't really ever done much with the content afterwards other than using it like for the podcast, Instagram and stuff. So um, I actually spent some time over the weekend and I put together a little vlog of our New York trip. So if you listened to last episode, we did sort of a review, a recap of all of our recommendations of our New York trip. So if you want to get more of like a visual for that, I will link the video down below. I'm not like trying to get YouTube famous or anything like that, but I was just thinking it might be good to actually, you know, put my work somewhere so that I can send it to like friends and family and that kind of thing. So if you want to check it out, go for it. I don't know if it's really going to be the start of like any more legitimate vlogging. I think that would be really cool, Um, but I'm not putting too much pressure on myself. I just wanted to let you guys know in case you listened to last episode and you want a little more additive content, I will have that linked in the description. Other than that, um, we just got news today, actually, like this morning, that we are going to be able to renew our lease in this apartment. And I am just so relieved and so grateful for that because we moved in here basically a year ago at this time, like right before Memorial Day weekend in 2021. And this place has just been so, so, so great. I live here with my boyfriend, Grant, and it's just the perfect setup for us, like just the situation in general. We absolutely love our place. We love, you know, all of the charm of it. We love the layout. We love that we can each have our own office. Like it's just been the best place to live. And I love the area. I love going on walks around here. I just feel so, so, so lucky to live here, even if it was just for a year. And it was getting around to that time where we needed to give notice of like our intent to renew or not. And we wanted to renew, but we knew that obviously the rent would probably go up a little bit because the market is just crazy right now. And it did go up, but really just a little bit. So it does definitely still make sense for us to stay here, um, especially just knowing how much you know moving costs and that kind of thing. So we are so excited. And um, yeah, I'm just really happy that I'll be able to be here for at least another year. I absolutely love it here. So that was really great news. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is my job is changing a little bit. <laughs> and it's a lot of things are still kind of in flux as far as like a title change and like really what my core responsibilities are going to be. But essentially, I was sort of doing the same job for about two years ever since I got hired. And that was sort of being like the primary startup facing member of my team. So if you guys don't know, I work in startup consulting. And so what I was doing for you know the last two years was really being like boots on the ground, like talking directly to the startups all the time. And we have since hired one of our interns to join the team full time. And he's kind of taking over that side of things while I move into more of kind of an operational role, just making sure like everything in the team is running smoothly, that we're optimizing all of our like systems for growth and all of that kind of stuff. Because we are kind of a startup ourselves, um, we didn't really have someone in more of this kind of overseeing operational role. So all that said, it's definitely still evolving a lot. Like I I feel like I can't speak about it too much, but one thing that I have noticed that's been interesting is I'm in fewer meetings. So I used to spend like, honestly, like four to five hours a day in meetings and have like very little time for more focused work. And I've noticed the last like two-ish weeks, there's been a big shift where I am maybe in like one hour, two hours of meetings a day, maybe three max. But I have a lot more time to do focused work, which is great. It's been it's a change that I've really been craving. Um, but at the same time, it's like I almost have to relearn how to stay on task 
in a weird way. Like it reminds me more of like when I was a student and, you know, you had like an afternoon to like get a paper done and I don't know, it's just different. So I'm adjusting. I feel like when I was in a very meeting heavy situation, it was almost kind of like sink or swim all the time. Like just you have to get through every day. You have to get through all the meetings and like anything you can get done in addition was kind of like bonus. But now like my work is what I get done, which is really great and refreshing, honestly. Um, But I'm just like relearning how to be an employee, honestly, because I just have been operating on such like limited short bursts of productivity. And now it's like, you know, it's very foreign to me to have like a full afternoon open to do something. So one idea that Kylie and I were tossing around a little while ago was like trying different productivity methods for an episode. And I actually think that would be really good both for me and probably for you guys, but just to kind of like relearn, you know, how I used to stay focused for like long periods of time. I think that's really what it comes down to is, you know, the maximum amount of time that I would have to get something done before was like maybe 45 minutes between meetings. And now I have like three hours. And so just relearning how to like make the use of my time is really what I'm going to be working on. And I'll keep you guys posted as far as like, you know, what else changes. But yeah, it's been interesting. (laughs) With that, let's move into my favorite. So my favorite this week is pretty basic. I brought it up in our Hawk Girl summer episode, I believe it was kind of briefly. Um, but I'm just going to talk about smoothies because you guys, I am very much in my smoothie era. I literally have one like every single day I have for like the last three weeks. I don't know what got into me. I think it's just the warmer weather really makes me crave like that refreshing kind of breakfast. And I also really like it because, um, it's like a two in one breakfast. So like I, it does, it's not any more work for me to make it for Grant as well. And I really like being able to make him a smoothie every morning. So it works out really well. And so I just thought I'd talk a little more about it and like what I put into it and why I like it so much. So I think the reason that I like it so much is because, you know, I feel like starting your day with like a ton of like fruits and veggies just makes you feel like you've done something good for yourself. And I think, you know, regardless of how the rest of the day goes, it just sets you up on a good note. So like, you know, if I end up eating healthy the rest of the day, it kind of, you know, put me ahead of the curve and it made me feel motivated to continue that, you know, nutrition throughout the day. But if I end up eating, you know, less healthy and like going out for dinner, that kind of thing, at least I know that I did get that like critical mass of nutrients in first thing in the morning. So it's just been really great. And I think it's a habit that I'll definitely keep up, you know, at least through the summer. I don't really know how I'll feel about it in the winter because it is such a cold thing. Um, But I've really been enjoying it. And as far as what I put into it, I pretty much buy only Trader Joe's frozen fruit. So the main thing that I always try to have on hand is their frozen mango. Um, But I also really like their frozen pineapple. And I think it camouflages greens really well to have pineapple in there because it's like so like sour, I guess. Um, And so I also really like the dark, I think it's called like the dark sweet cherries, which is interesting. I never would have thought of like buying cherries for smoothies, but I saw it one day and I've been using it and it's like really nice sweetener. Um, and that's kind of it. Sometimes strawberries, but I'm not honestly all that much of like a berry person. I am a blackberry person, but I don't really love blueberries that much. And so I just feel like all of those like medley packs are like all blueberries. (laughs) Sorry to any of the blueberry lovers, but, um, I prefer like mainly mango and then like other fruits kind of mixed in there. So, um, as far as greens, I'll do either spinach or kale. My favorite to do is spinach, but if I run out of spinach, I'll do kale. And then for like liquids to mix it in. 
I really like doing um, kefir. Like if we have kefir on hand, I'll use the Trader Joe's mango kefir just to get like probiotics in. But if we don't, you can obviously use yogurt for that same purpose. And then I'll really just do like water or orange juice um, for the rest. I don't usually do like an oat milk or anything just because I find it doesn't, it like completely disappears for me. Like I don't taste it at all the difference if I use oat milk or water. So I'm like, save the oat milk. Um, So yeah, I feel like I've explained this in a very roundabout way, but basically that's what I put in. I'll also do like chia seeds, um, which is weird because they completely disappear, which I know that's like what blenders are supposed to do, but I feel like they're so small. It's just surprising that it's able to blend them into like oblivion. Like you can't tell they're in there at all. So kind of interesting. Um, Yeah. If you guys have any recommendations for other things to put in smoothies, let me know. I would like to get a like, is it like blue spirulina uh, or green spirulina? I would like to get like a super greens kind of powder um, to put in there just to make sure that I'm really getting all the nutrients. So if you have a good, like relatively tasteless recommendation, let me know. I do own protein and I do enjoy drinking protein, you know, kind of like milkshakes after I work out, but I haven't really found that it's great to incorporate into the smoothie because to me, it kind of just makes everything taste a little worse. Like I think the smoothie is really good on its own and then the protein drinks are like good on their own. But when you combine them, it just kind of is like a weird dynamic. Like it's like weird and vanilla-y and like you don't want it to be. So I don't tend to make my smoothies into protein smoothies, but if you have a good recommendation for like more tasteless protein powder, I would definitely be open to that as well. So yeah, enough about smoothies, but I'm just really in my smoothie era. So if you've been, you know, feeling like you haven't been prioritizing your health or like taking care of yourself, I think that's just such a great, simple way to do it. And I've just been really enjoying starting my day that way. So I thought I would share. All right, let's move into the main topic of today's episode. If you know anything about our show, you know Anya and I really prioritize our health, sustainability, and building a community around the things that young women go through. That's why we feel so lucky to have met and interviewed Katie Diasty in 2020, a Gen Z entrepreneur, overall badass, and founder of Viv for Your V, who we are so proud to partner with on this episode. Viv is an earth-friendly period care subscription brand created to bring sustainable and clean products to the hands of menstruators. Something crazy that I personally didn't know is that the average menstrual pad is equal to about four plastic bags and can take up to 800 years to break down. Yeah, and this is a big deal because a menstruator can use anywhere from 5,000 and 15,000 disposable period care products in their cycle's lifetime. And at any time, 800 million menstruators are on their period right now. That's why we feel really great about using Viv's bamboo-based products. Bamboo uses a quarter the amount of water, less land and fertilizers, and is naturally hypoallergenic, breathable, and actually more absorbent than cotton. It's so crazy to know that with every Viv box, you can save 643 pounds of CO2, 607 gallons of water, and 48 plastic bags from entering a landfill. Another problem that Viv is solving for is access to products when you need them the most. I think we can all relate to having that oh shit moment and realizing you're going to have to make a CVS run on top of all the things you're already dealing with. With their subscription-based model, it's so easy to choose how often you want your products delivered and have them on hand so you can conquer more. They have products for every type of period, from pads and liners to tampons and even menstrual cups. Viv totally converted me to a cup user. I love that it's zero waste, reusable, and lasts up to 10 years. Plus, the ring on their cup is a total game changer. You guys have to try it. We personally feel amazing about the way we're treating our bodies, the planet, and supporting a clean, sustainable, and women and minority-owned business all at the same time. Use the code and the link in our bio to shop the Viv website with 20% off, and definitely check out our episode with Katie to learn even more. And now, hotties, back to the episode. Ways to simplify your life and make room for the things that you really love. So again, I kind of want to talk about this from like a simplicity perspective, like a mental health perspective, because it is known that, you know, the less cluttered your environment is, the less kind of stuff that you have around you, 
um, the better you tend to be mentally. And then also from a sustainability perspective, as well as just a saving that coin perspective, because there's always going to be things that we want to buy. And I'd rather, you know, save money to dedicate towards those things rather than just kind of buying all of these little knickknacks and like unnecessary items. So that's kind of going to be the topic of the episode. So just to kind of level set, I feel like this episode might attract like super minimalist type of people. And I do want to make it clear, I am not a minimalist by any means, (laughs) but I would love to be more of a minimalist. And I do find in general that like when I'm stressed or like when I have a lot going on, I do kind of turn to stuff and turn to shopping and turn to kind of consumption as honestly like a coping mechanism, but it never actually makes me feel better. Like I feel like if I'm in kind of like an anxious state, I think that, you know, buying that new makeup item or buying that new activewear set or whatever is going to make me feel better. And then when it actually comes in, you know, like a week later, I'm just kind of ashamed that I spent the money. And, you know, that's maybe a mindset shift that a mindset, (laughs) I can't talk. That's maybe a mindset shift that I need to work on. But I feel like that is relatable for a lot of people that we tend to look towards stuff to kind of fill that gap and kind of validate like when we're not feeling good. Um, And so I think what in reality really makes us feel good is creating space for the things that we really love and appreciate and prioritizing those. So I'm not saying that I don't shop. If you guys listen to this show, obviously you know that Kylie and I do shop, but I know what I love to shop for. And I also know what I tend to shop for like more mindlessly. So the whole point of this episode is really just that I've been trying to be more mindful to reduce my consumption of these things that are kind of background noise and also to be more mindful to save for the things that I really do love. And I kind of wanted to include a little list of things that I love to buy because I think it is so valid to enjoy shopping and to want to shop. And I don't want anyone to feel like ashamed about wanting to buy things. So some examples of things that I love to buy are home decor. I absolutely love going to home goods, going to home sense, like walking around, just kind of taking in all of the art, all of the decor, all of the knickknacks. Like I just love to do that. It's honestly like my ideal weekend. (laughs) So um, that's something that obviously I love to dedicate money for to spend because I just love decorating the house. Another thing I love to buy is fun Trader Joe's snacks. You guys, if you know, you know, half of our favorites are from Trader Joe's essentially. And I do try to stick to my grocery list, but whenever I go to Trader Joe's, there's usually something new that I want to try. And I don't want to restrict myself from doing that because it does make me really happy brunch and just like eating out in general. I love food. I'm like a really big foodie. And so I love to go to restaurants. That's a great way that I love to spend money. Vintage items. I actually was thinking about mentioning this in my week in review, but I didn't think it was like relevant or tangible enough. But there was a little kind of vintage market this past weekend in my neighborhood. And so I went and got like these vintage crystal coasters and like a couple bowls. And I just love that kind of thing. Pretty flowers. I always love to have a bouquet on our dining room table. We've talked about that before, but it really just completes kind of the house and it makes me happy literally every day when I walk by it and I see the pretty flowers. It genuinely increases my mood. So sort of, you know, think about what are the things you see day to day, you buy day to day that genuinely like make you happy, increase your mood, make you feel better. Workout classes. I love to do workout classes. I just have a membership at the YMCA. So I 
tend not to do like super boutique workout classes right now at least, but I find that that's really the main way that I am motivated to work out. So I don't mind, you know, spending my money on a membership at the gym so that I know I will be held accountable to go to get my movement in and just feel good about it. Poke bowls, you guys, that is my favorite food and they are expensive, but I love to spend money on them. Active wear, honestly, I used to feel like I had way too much active wear and like honestly, I probably still do, but it is genuinely what I wear day to day. It's kind of like athleisure because I do work from home and then I go to dance, you know, many times a week. So to me, it's super worth spending money on active wear and I don't generally feel bad about it. And then travel. You guys know we talk a lot about the value of travel on this podcast and just how it's one of the best things that you can spend your money on. So yeah, I just wanted to give these examples of things that I love to buy because I think it's easy to listen to an episode like this and be like, oh my God, you know, she has her life together. She spends no money. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to get into the items that I no longer buy or that I'm trying to reduce my consumption of, but don't get it twisted. That is just to enable me to spend money in in these ways. Um, And I think obviously saving is an incredible goal to have and I'm always trying to save money as well, but I just don't want anyone to feel like you know, I'm such a minimalist or like what I'm talking about is not achievable because I really want to emphasize the value of creating space for the things that you love and the things that make you happy and kind of giving more intentional thought to those things. I did briefly mention this earlier, but sustainability is also super important to me. Um, if you've been here since the beginning, you know that I was actually an environmental studies major undergrad. And so, and I work with a lot of clean tech companies. So anyway, in my day-to-day life that I can sort of reduce my consumption of, especially a lot of like single use things um, is something that I'm always working on. So you'll notice that once I get into the list of things that a lot of them are kind of more from a sustainability perspective, which might not be the exact reason that you were trying to reduce. But I think as long as everyone's, you know, working towards the same goal of just having less stuff, having less clutter, it doesn't matter your reasons. So before we get into the specific items, I wanted to give you guys some questions to ask yourself before you make a spontaneous purchase. Because I think for me, the way that I end up overspending or spending money and regretting it is when I haven't put a ton of thought into things. So like if I happen to be somewhere and I'm feeling kind of rushed to make a decision, those are usually the you know, the purchases that I end up regretting later or if like something's on sale and that's the only reason that I pull trigger on it and those kinds of things. So I kind of put together this little list of questions that you can ask yourself if you're like at a store and considering leaving something or buying something or you have something in your cart and you're not sure if you want to hit, you know, purchase. So the first question is, do I need this or do I just want this? And I don't think you have to need everything that you buy, but I think it is a good question to kind of just step back and say, you know, do I need this sweatshirt or do I just want this sweatshirt? How many sweatshirts do I have in my closet right now? Is it actually going to get worn? You know, kind of thinking about all of those things is like just a baseline. The next question that I recommend asking yourself is, could I borrow this or could I get this secondhand? So, you know, for clothes, uh, you know, specifically, I think there's a lot of opportunity to borrow clothes. I remember when I was in my sorority, especially for things like special occasions or like formals or whatever, there was such a culture of like sharing things and borrowing dresses. And like, you know, this one dress would like rotate through a friend group for like every special event. And I just think that kind of thing is so great because there are so many single use kind of outfits that we need to have in life. So 
If you're going to a wedding, can you borrow something from a friend? Or if you're going to a festival, can you borrow something from your cousin? Like just looking for opportunities to kind of reduce in that way so that you don't have to actually like buy something and own something, especially if it's for like a more single occasion. And then as far as getting it secondhand, I really think this comes in handy with clothing and like furniture. I think Facebook Marketplace is so amazing for furniture. So if you're at like, you know, a home goods and you see like a really cute, I don't know, coffee table or something and you're like really thinking about it, honestly, just go on Facebook Marketplace like in that moment and double check if there's a comparable item available there because there very well might be and it'll probably be like one fourth of the price. So whether it means, you know, double checking all of those things live or just, you know, thinking more broadly about if this is something you could get secondhand, if you could thrift for, you know, this basic black blazer that you're going to buy new. I think those are really great things to consider both for your wallet and for the earth. The next question, this one really gets me, you guys. Do I only want it because it's on sale? Would I pay full price? (laughs) So this might seem like a backwards way of thinking because you might be like, it's on sale. It's a smart time to buy it. But but giving thought to if you would still want something if it was full price, I think is a very valuable exercise because it makes you sort of prioritize if you're only attracted towards this because it has you know that flashy 20% off symbol or if you actually want it and this is just a good specific opportunity to buy it. And kind of on that note, not sponsored. I know they sponsor a lot of stuff, but I've been using Honey and just having the Honey discount codes is also really great, but also a little bit enabling. So I would also kind of tell you to think about those same things. Like, am I only interested in this because I have a discount code or do I actually want this and I will use it and it's a good time to buy it, but I would buy it regardless. (laughs) The next one is, am I getting the best deal? Could I do more research? So I think this especially comes in for more expensive items or like travel, for example. Um, you know, there's kind of endless research you can do when it comes to booking like a hotel or an Airbnb. Um, and so I think, you know, just double checking that you've sort of checked all of the different resources on the internet, um, and that you feel very sure in your decision is another thing to consider. This is one of my favorite ones and this one is really hard. So will I still be thinking about it two weeks from now? (laughs) And I can honestly say the vast majority of the time, at least for me, the answer is no. Like if I'm at, you know, Zara or something and I see a cute top, the chances that I'm going to be thinking about it two weeks later if I left it behind are so slim. Just think about like how much of your life happens in two weeks, like 14 days. Like by that time, I'm like, I wouldn't even probably remember what it looked like. And so if this is something you've never done before, I actually recommend putting it on a list, like writing it down in your phone notes or like leaving a link somewhere on your desktop and setting like a little reminder to come back to it in two weeks. And if you still want it, go for it. But if you don't, and I think that'll be probably the case the majority of the time, then you'll save a couple dollars and it means you never actually wanted it that bad in general. And then this last question is Kylie's favorite that I mentioned a couple years ago. She said, uh, I was with her last night. She said that she uses this for like everything that she buys, which I think is funny. I'm glad that I could help. Um, But something that I started doing, like basically as soon as I started making money was like, really trying to quantify how many hours of work it would take for me to spend any given amount of money. And so even if you know you're salaried, you can definitely just Google like X salary on an hourly basis and it can help you understand what your salary is on like a more granular hourly level. And then you know if you're gonna go buy that 
exercise dress from Outdoor Voices, maybe it's only worth one hour of work for you. Maybe it's worth four hours of work for you. But whatever it is, just kind of quantifying that in your head and saying, okay, this is worth four hours of work for me. For me to sit and do four hours of work, is this payoff going to be worth that for me? Um, So like if you're kind of thinking about like, I will literally place myself at my desk in my head and be like, okay, I'm sitting here for four hours. Am I going to be happy enough with this dress? Am I going to get enough use out of this dress that it's worth the investment from a time and a money perspective in that way? And that might be kind of a psycho thing to do. I don't know if other people think like that, but at least it works for Kylie and I. So I just wanted to share um, as, you know, sort of just another checkpoint to consult with yourself and just consider if this is an opportunity to save a little bit or if it actually, you know, is going to make you happy and is worth the effort that you put in. Because really that's what money is in general is energy. Like you put energy into working and you are able to kind of exchange that energy for goods and services. (laughs) So is the energy you put in worth the good or the service that you are getting? So now after I've blabbered up a ton, we're going to get into the things that I no longer buy or at least the things that I'm working on no longer buying. So some of these are kind of works in progress. Some of these I absolutely haven't bought in a while. So I just wanted to go through this list just to give you guys some ideas for areas that you might be able to minimize and save a bit of money so that you can allocate it towards things that you really love to spend money on. Because I think we all have just annoying things in life that we're like, oh, do I really have to spend my money on this right now? I can think of you know 10 examples off the top of my head. So these are just some areas that I have been able to minimize and you might be able to as well. So I'll kick it off with something that we've already touched on a little bit, which is single use clothing or like very, very trendy clothing that will probably only last a season. So I think of this, especially when it comes to occasions, you know, I think everyone wants a new outfit to wear to a concert or like, especially on vacation or to a wedding, but these are opportunities, especially if the thing is more like fancy that you probably aren't going to get a ton of wear out of it. And it's probably going to be decently expensive. So these are the kinds of items that I either try just not to buy in general, or if I do really want it, trying to thrift it get it secondhand or like borrow it. Um, I know that there's that app, not app, um, service, I guess, that a lot of people have been talking about on TikTok called Newly, where it's like 80 bucks a month and you get like eight different items or something like that. So I think if you are someone that has like a lot of events to go to or you really like having specific outfits for specific occasions, something like that could be great to look into because honestly, probably one of the items that you would rent on there would be more than $80. So that's an option. And I was actually really proud of myself because I went to a wedding a couple weeks ago and I was looking all around for a dress to wear. I ended up walking down Newbury Street and going to like all of those boutiques and stuff like that. And I ended up just wearing something that I already had in my closet and I got so many compliments on it. And just because it's not new to you doesn't mean it's not new to other people. Like I'm trying to drill that into my head. Like just because it didn't feel that exciting and, you know, I'd already owned it and worn it a couple of times before other people haven't seen you in it, right? Like the group of people that you're going with haven't seen you in this dress. So to them, it's still new. To them, it makes no difference. So that's just something to keep in mind as well is like if you're just doing it, you know, for the photos or something like that, chances are you probably have something in your closet that you haven't been photographed in that could make a great and cheap option. Okay. Next up is something that I actually made my favorite in an episode at one point, and it is the magic eraser. No, not magic eraser, makeup eraser. That's what it's called. Um, 
makeup wipes. So I no longer buy any sort of makeup remover or like cotton pads or micellar water or balm or anything like that. I just use these makeup eraser little towels that I got at Sephora and they have them in like a single packs, like one big large towel, but I have like a seven day pack. So you get a new little one every day. And they're basically just the specific type of like microfiber material that really draws makeup and dirt and everything off of your skin. And then you can just throw them in the wash. So they last up to like a thousand washes or something ridiculous. And I've just been using those for, I don't know, a couple months now, I think since like the beginning of this year. And I genuinely never use anything else to take off my makeup because they work for even like waterproof stuff like that. So makeup wipes and cotton pads are something that I no longer buy. And I feel like that's a great example of just one of those like little annoying things to spend money on. Like when you have to run to CVS and spend like five bucks on like cotton balls, like no one wants to do that, right? So this is a great option to think about. The next one is period products. So you guys probably hear the ad on every single one of our episodes for Viv, but it really is an honest opinion. Like I have had their menstrual cup for about two years now, and I was definitely a little bit nervous at first to use it and to learn how to use it because there is definitely a little bit of a learning curve around that. But ever since I've had it and I have learned how to use it more consistently, I no longer spend money on pads or tampons or liners or anything like that. And it's been really great for my wallet because everyone knows those things are dumb expensive and they have the period tax and it just is terrible to spend your money on. It's never something you want to spend money on. So for me, just having this one menstrual cup that I bought one time cost me like 20 bucks or something, maybe 25 and I can just use literally every single time I get my period and kind of, you know, wash it in between um, has been really life-changing, honestly. And I just love the lifestyle that I can have with the menstrual cup, like just being able to, you know, put it in, in the morning, genuinely not think about it all day is so great. So if this is your sign, if you've been thinking about trying one out, um, it's really great, saves me a lot of money, and we will have the code to get 15% off to try it out down below as always. The next one is new skincare. So for a while I was really into skincare. I was watching a lot of like skincare by Hiram and nothing against the guy. I think he's great. Love his content, but I was trying a lot of different skincare before I was even running out of things that I already had and just because I wanted to find like the perfect, you know, skincare item in every category. And that was expensive and it was wasteful and things like expire. Sorry, <laughs> you can tell it's during the workday because I just got a calendar invite. Um, but yeah, this is something that I've really tried to minimize. So I've kind of just found what works and just repurchased it over and over and like not given so much thought to trying new skincare items. And that's not to say I never will again, especially like masks and that kind of thing I think is fun. But I feel like I just used to have like 10 different oil options and like five different moisturizers and two different cleansers. And it was like, for what? Like just have one of everything that works. And when you run out, just go buy more. No need to stockpile. Um, and what I use right now is the Sephora collection for the most part. I've been liking Sephora collection because I feel like it's kind of mid-tier. Um, you know, it's not like the cheapest, but it's not the most expensive. And I just feel like the ingredients have been really good for me and my skin. So if you're looking for a recommendation, I really like their products and it's just been great to not have like such cluttered medicine cabinet anymore. The next one is plastic water bottles. So I have not, well, I've had a hydro flask for like years now. I feel like our, you know, Gen Z is 
very good about that. Um, since like the beginning of college, I really haven't bought plastic water bottles. But I remember when I first moved in with my boyfriend, he was very used to having those around and in the house. And so he would always want to own them. And we've kind of had the lifestyle shift of just having, you know, your hydro flask or your tumbler and just refilling it with the tap water. You know, we live in Boston and the tap water is absolutely fine and safe to drink here. I know that might not be the case everywhere. So of course, you know, do research for your area about what the water quality is like. But I personally just don't ever buy plastic water bottles and it's really great. My water stays cold and I don't have to feel bad about all of this like single use plastic around. So that's one area that I've been able to reduce as well. The next one is dryer sheets. So I have those like wool dryer balls. I know they have the ones that are like more plasticky and kind of like spiky as well. So I think, you know, both work. Um, But I have the wool dryer balls. I think I got them at Trader Joe's. There's like a set of four of them. And you just include them in every load of laundry and they do the same thing. Um, They help clothes dry faster and they keep them from getting static. I haven't really noticed a big difference between using dryer sheets and these dryer balls. If anything, I actually really like the dryer balls because um, you can add like essential oils and like different scents to them and it'll kind of, you know, distribute throughout your laundry, which is kind of fun. And the only downside, I guess I would say, is that they're a little loud. <laughs> like our washer and dryer is actually like in the basement. So I don't, it doesn't bother me very much. But if you had your unit like, you know, in a closet actually in your apartment, that might be something that wouldn't be ideal. But I'm sure everyone's machine is different as well. So give them a try. Um, I haven't bought dryer sheets in a couple of years because I've just had these, you know, wool dryer balls and they last a super long time. I haven't ever had to like throw them out and I've had them for at least, you know, a year and a half. So big fan. The next one is extra phone cases, extra phone kind of accessories. I know that for some people, this is like a fun, important thing to them. So no shade if that is you. Um, but I just have always kind of had one phone case and I kind of like wear it to shreds until it's like scratched and falling apart. And then I treat myself to a new one. I don't really have like a collection of phone cases that I like switch out. I know for some people that's really fun, um, with like seasons and stuff like that. So up to you, but this is just another area that I've been able to kind of reduce. And I just take one case, have it for like a year until it's like absolutely in shreds. And then I buy a new one and it's kind of like a special occasion. So it's a little bit fun. And I kind of feel like my phone cases, this is maybe weird, but I kind of feel like my phone cases timestamp like different eras of my life a little bit. Maybe that's like the weirdest hot take ever. But whenever I see like mirror selfies that I took in different years with different phone cases, like it kind of, I don't know, it's fun to remember like what was trendy at the time. Like I remember at one point I had this like pink cactus phone case and it was just so like 2017 of me. So I think it's kind of fun to kind of, you know, get something that's fun with the era, use it, wear it out, and then like get something that's new and fun with the era again. So yeah, same with like computer cases and like AirPod cases. I just tend to have only one set and I buy a new one when I need it. But I find that if, you know, especially I used to have a couple different computer cases and I would just, I never switch them out. So moving on to the next one, mugs. I used to be such a mug girl and I definitely still drink a lot of tea. I have tea basically with me at all times. I have a cup right now, but I used to like just collect mugs. Like at TJ Maxx, I would always come home with like a new cute mug. The reason that I kind of changed this habit actually is because 
at this apartment that we're in now, we have open shelving. Um, it's funny because the apartment was actually built in 1930, I believe. And it's had this open shelving, like this original open shelving ever since. And it just is funny to see like how trends come back around because obviously for the longest time you wanted to put everything in cabinets, but that's besides the point. And I actually really like having this open shelving, but it was sort of stressing me out to have like very mixed mugs on display essentially. Um, and so I ended up just getting like the matching set of mugs for the dishes that we have. And so I, I only have those. I have like eight mugs and they just sit there on display with all the rest of our stuff. And I, that's all I use. Um, and it hasn't bothered me. Like I kind of thought I would be sad not having different sizes and like different colors and that kind of thing, but it really doesn't bother me. And I think visually it looks much nicer to me and it doesn't bother me. Um, so yeah, kind of a random one, but I feel like I used to be a really big mug girl. So this has been a big shift in the last year. The next one is disposable razors. So these, this is another thing that's like dumb expensive for no reason. I feel like why are all of the products that women need like dumb expensive? Let me know. But I used to buy the, um, like Venus ones that would come like, you know, just a single use razor. You couldn't like remove the blade or anything like that. Um, and just throw them out when they got dull. Obviously that's pretty wasteful from like a plastic perspective. So I shifted to using, it's the brand Flamingo. I know there's a lot of different brands that do this now. Like Billy is one that a lot of people have. And there's even like much nicer, like metal ones, which I would love to invest in at some point as well. But I just use the Flamingo brand. I got it at Target originally. And I like it because it has the little shower holder. It's cute. It's pink. And um, you just switch out the blade every so often. So you're only switching out that top part, the handle and everything else is staying the same. And I like it because it saves money. Like when I go in, you know, when you buy like the initial kit, it's maybe like 20 bucks for the blade and the handle and everything. But then moving forward, you're only paying a bit to get new blades when you run out. And I just feel like it was a very easy sustainability switch and it helps me save a lot of money. So if you've been thinking about that, definitely go for it. I like the Flamingo ones, but like I said, I think there's a lot of options out there now. This one is kind of random. I guess I'm realizing I should have put these in like categories or something like that. So hopefully you guys don't mind, but I was thinking what else do I no longer buy? And I would say pre-sliced or like kind of prepared fruits and vegetables. I never really spend money on. I think I used to like early in college when I like had a kitchen for the first time and I was learning how to, you know, cut things with a knife. I remember spending money on like pre-cut um, onion that you would just like keep, like keep in your fridge, like, you know, minced onion that you could use, but you know, like diced onion that you could just keep and use, but it saves you so much money to just cut it yourself. <laughs> just get nice knives and just cut it yourself and don't bother with the plastic and don't pay like three times the price. So yeah, I, I was reflecting and I was like, wait, that's actually been like a big area of growth for me is that I feel like I used to always gravitate towards the like pre-cut options. And now I always cut it myself, even with like broccoli at Trader Joe's. Like, you know how they have the variety that's like pre-cut into like the florets. Is that how you say that? Florets? Florets? You know what I mean? Versus like just the head of broccoli. Like this is your sign. Just buy the head of broccoli. Same with like the iceberg lettuce. You can get the head of lettuce or like the pre-cut lettuce. Just get the head of lettuce and pre-cut it yourself. And then you can use it all weekend. It's the same exact thing. The next one is souvenirs from travel. So when I was younger, I always felt like I needed to get something everywhere I went or I like wouldn't remember it. And I will say it is, you know, kind of fun to have like these little trinkets from London or whatever. Like it does help me mem remember the trip, but I definitely don't 
you know, less so remember the trips that I don't have an item from. And so I think something that I've been trying to do is like, yes, still buy things when you're abroad, but don't buy just like little souvenir things. So for example, my favorite pair of like rigid denim jeans is a pair that I bought in Barcelona at one point. And I think of Barcelona every time I wear those jeans. And I think about, you know, the store that I went to and the day that I bought them and how it was so nice out and we got sangria after. But like, it's not just collecting dust, like sitting on a shelf somewhere. Um, So I think that's a really great habit. Uh, Another example is like, you know, Kylie and I went to New York last week and we both got these catbird bracelets and we're literally going to have them on every day. So if you're the type of person that likes to kind of collect memories like through items in that way, making them items that you're actually going to integrate into your life, I think is a great practice as opposed to just getting something that says like Barcelona, like a little magnet or something like that, because honestly, they just kind of collect dust. And I feel like everyone kind of knows that. So yeah, I would say I've reduced my consumption of like literal souvenirs from travel, but I do still like to buy little items here and there. And also just having photos, I think is the most important thing for me. The next one is, I wasn't sure if like single use was the best way to describe this, but like single use cleaning products, I guess I would say. So um, this was another favorite of mine at one point, but I use Blue Land cleaning products. And so they're essentially like, they'll send you this kind of starter kit with like the bottles um, and a couple tablets. And then when you run out, you just order the tablets and they're so affordable, like literally like less than a dollar each, if I remember right. And they have a multi surface one, a glass one and a bathroom one. And that's it. That's another thing is I feel like you don't need super specific cleaners. I've always kind of thought that was like a little bit of a gimmick. Like I don't think you need like a different grout cleaner from your toilet cleaner, from your sink cleaner. Like I think, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm like cleaner is kind of cleaner, right? So um, that's kind of one area that you can also reduce, you know, if you're thinking about like underneath your bathroom sink. I don't think everyone needs like 10 different items, maybe like two different cleaning items and they can be, you know, from Blue Land. And if you run out, you just have a little another tablet that you pop in there and you get to keep the same bottle and everything. I've really been liking that. And even just the other day, we ran out of the kind of multi-service cleaner and we had more almost instantly because I had already ordered, you know, extra tablets. So I think it's really great. The next one is uncomfortable shoes. So I feel like I used to have this habit of going to TJ Maxx or going to DSW or whatever it was. And I would try on shoes and I'd be like, oh, they're not very comfortable, but like, it's just because I haven't broken them in. And then you buy the shoes and then you never manage to break them in and they're just always uncomfortable. (laughs) So I have stopped buying shoes that essentially aren't instantly comfortable because I know that I'm just never going to have the stamina or care enough to break them in. And it's just going to be a waste of money. I don't know if that's relatable to anyone else. I think I might also just be kind of like sensitive to uncomfortable shoes. I really hate wearing uncomfortable shoes, but that is one area that I've definitely tried to reduce. The next one, you guys probably saw this one coming, is physical books. So if you know, you know, the Kindle has the two degrees hotter stamp of approval. Both Kylie and I have Kindles and Kylie actually used to be a really big physical book person. So I was surprised to see her convert, but I'm happy that she's on this side of things because I know that some people really like having books like in their environment. And I do think that they are, you know, quite a vibe. So I do still own um, a lot of cookbooks because I just find inspiration that way. But as far as regular books, I really like having the Kindle um, because I feel like for fiction books, like at least for me, I almost never like reread them. I just read them one time and then they're kind of like sitting around and taking up space. Um, And so I think the Kindle has been really great for that is that like it doesn't take up any space when you're done the book. And um, 
also like the instant availability is really nice. Like if you want to read a book right this instant, you literally just download it. You don't have to wait for it to come in the mail or anything like that or run out to Barnes and Noble. So yeah, I think this is kind of people people land where they land on this. I think it's kind of hard to change people's minds if they like physical books versus digital books. But um, the Kindle has been really nice to just kind of reduce that book clutter from all of those fiction books that you read once and you're never going to read again, or at least not in the next like two years going to read again, if you know what I mean. The next one is fashion jewelry. So I used to like whenever I would go to, you know, TJ Maxx or Forever 21 or something like that, and I would see a cute necklace that was trendy, I would buy it. And, you know, it was only like five or $10, but you genuinely could only wear it like a couple times. And now I really just have kind of a staple set of jewelry that I always have on. I sleep with it on, I work out with it on, I cook with it on, do all the things. And I really only switch it out for like special occasions or like if I want a different look. And I just think that's been much better for me because I'm not spending money on all of these little accessories that are just going to instantly tarnish and kind of get put in a drawer and like never worn again. Um, And it's really helped me think more deeply about like what I want my collection to look like and what I want like my stack of everyday jewelry to look like and be a little more intentional there. So that's another tip. This one's kind of funny and definitely depends on how you feel about it as a person. But my next one is bras. Um... Ever since COVID, I don't think I've worn like an underwire bra and I am approaching this from the perspective of a small chested person. So I totally understand that this is not achievable for everyone, that some people need support, obviously. I am not in that boat. (laughs) Um, So I haven't bought a bra in years. Um, And again, bras are one of those things. They're so expensive and for what? So that's been really nice to reduce. I just kind of have a couple bralettes that I cycle through. I have like one bra, but even that one's not like underwire that I wear to like work if I go into the office and that kind of thing. That's like a little more structured and legit. Um, and like, you know, but just for day to day, I really only wear like bralettes, athleisure anyway, like sports bras. So that's what I tend to, to put my money towards instead of like the $40 Victoria's Secret bras that I used to. The next one is new stationery. So I am a sucker for cute little notebooks, cute little post-its, cute little like cards and that kind of stuff. And I have a drawer in the desk that I'm sitting at right now that is like filled to the brim with unopened journals and notebooks and that kind of thing. So I had to like look myself in the eye one day and say no more. So I've really been trying to be diligent about that, not buying any more new notebooks until I use all of these notebooks. So maybe I'll come back to you guys in like a year and say like, okay, I can buy notebooks again, but at least for the time being, I really need to get through the ones that I have right now. So if you are like me, this is your sign. Start getting through the notebooks that you have before you buy more. I know it's so tempting. I love them too, but it's a great way to save money. And the last one, this one's kind of funny because it's not a physical item, but uh, cable TV. I have not had cable TV since I've lived on my own. And I think this is a direction that more and more people are moving is like just having, you know, different streaming options instead of paying like a monthly cable bill. I really don't feel like I've missed out on anything. I don't really watch anything that you need to see live, I guess, for sports. um, You know, sometimes Grant uses like YouTube and that kind of thing. But yeah, I don't really watch anything that like premieres live, to be honest. So that's been a great way to save money because I think cable packages are like low-key expensive these days. So that is it, you guys. That is the end of this solo episode. I hope you guys got some inspiration about how to save you know, mental space, 
how to be a little more sustainable and save a little bit of money. So ways you can simplify, make room for the things that you love. That is really the theme. I hope it came across. And with that said, you guys know what to do. You can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. Send us comments to our anonymous suggestion box. You can always follow us on Instagram, DM us your ideas, DM us what you want to listen to. And with that, I will be back with Kylie next week for another episode. So in the meantime, have a great few days, guys, and we will be back very soon. Bye. Bye.